Danny Black. And I'm John Newman. Welcome, Welcome to, to Card Menches. Well, happy Friday. Uh, it's a Card Mench Friday. How you doing, John? Good. It's been a week. What's going on? Oh, wait. That's the regular rotation. It's been two weeks. I know. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Exactly. Uh, well, we, uh, we've got a big week ahead. I want to thank our sponsors, as always, SGC, Waxstat, and uh, as always, my favorite card scanning app, Center, Center Stage, Stage H- HQ. Um, I want to give them a compliment because they've become a verb. People were saying Center Stage it at the last show I was at. So Yeah. Anytime yeah. you be – well, I don't want to say anytime. Most times you become a verb. It's pretty good. Not, not all the time. Like you know, if you're a baseball player and you Buckner the ball, that's you know that's not a verb you want to be you know have after you. I heard he uh, Bill Buckner was so upset after the World Series he went right into was going to go right into traffic. Car went between his legs. <laughs> See, even in death, he's still getting picked on. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, Bill Buckner was an underrated player, and all, and all he and was, all. he was, he honestly yes. was. And actually, uh, that was one of the things that I didn't realize when I was younger that I learned when I was older and changed my mind. And that's what we're talking about today: are things in the hobby where we've changed our minds. Yeah, and and, and the first thing I want to say. Is it's okay to change your mind. I think that that you know sometimes people are so kind of stuck in the mud. I, and I, you know I could qualify with this on certain things, but it's okay to you know as you mature or things change in in the world or in the hobby to have a different approach. And so tonight's show is obviously going to be hobby related, not not uh, politics or anything else. It's going to be hobby stuff that we've done a 180 on and we've kind of each picked three things that uh we've sort of did a, an about face on uh on on how we uh feel about it and uh, approach i will start out by saying this nfts are not did not make the list i still feel the same about it today as i did when they came out maybe even more so uh so so sorry nfts you did not make uh today's show that's funny. I think you also uh, six months ago said to me, Danny, what's dibs? Um, so <laughs> dibs is what you call like like next game. Like I got dibs on next game, you know, which exactly. is I'm sure where I'm sure where they came up with the the name uh, as as well from. But uh, you won't be hearing that uh, shortly, uh, at least pertaining to the business side of it uh, uh, anymore. As they uh, announced they were going defunct. So you can say, uh, I got dibs on next game now and not be talking about a business. <laughs> so Okay. So we, we said we've changed our mind on things. Let's talk about stuff that's not necessarily on our list. Okay. I just, okay. in general, I've changed my mind on um, things as a sports fan and maybe it's technology. I don't feel the need to go to as many games in person as I used to when I was younger. When I was younger, you know, I, I felt I couldn't miss any games. And maybe now I have kids. I'm a little bit older. I enjoy a game on TV, maybe the quality of the picture. So that's something I've changed my mind on. Um, I, I've changed my mind on, on 
probably base cards. That's something that, that I didn't used to enjoy maybe quite as much. Um, but those are just some general ideas of things that we might be talking about tonight. So if anybody has stuff in the comments to add in, we definitely want to throw to those throughout the evening. Yeah, no doubt. If you we 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 care about what you guys uh, feel and think, so put in the chat room. And even if you're listening to this after we're we're done being live, put on the comments things you've done. You know, 180 on that. Maybe even you never thought you yourself would do, but yet there you are, right? Uh, it's it's admitting we're human and we have emotions and feelings, and those feelings and emotions uh, can change w whenever uh, the mood the mood strikes us and, and hits us. And uh, again, uh, we're going to talk about three things each uh, for us. Uh, and, uh, you know, this is everyone's show. So we care about, uh, you know, or even if you agree or disagree with, with some of our opinions uh, as well. Well, uh, who do you want to kick it off here? Uh, you you, you want to go first or? Uh... Yeah, I can, I can go first. Uh so uh, I, I, I'll try to go in sort of a, a crescendo order of, you know, least shocking to more shocking, if you will. None of these are really shocking. I know a uh, disclaimer there, uh, you know. But uh, for me, non-sports stuff, Danny, like I've never really was sort of a non-sports guy. I was always sort of baseball, football, basketball, hockey in my collecting. Even in selling, even as a dealer, I didn't really veer off that path too much uh, some of that i think the, the the main crux of why is frankly i didn't know enough of non-sports you know I, I don't like to sell things that i don't i can't talk about or explain to a potential buyer so that was definitely a reason i never like had it as a show inventory uh, but even as a collector I just never really, you know, maybe when I was a kid, I, I, I know some of the first cards I had were not the 79 base. I remember, I don't remember opening packs, so someone must have gave them to me, but the Jaws cards uh, made by Tops back in the day, uh, I had some of those that I yep. think someone just said, hey, you want these? And I'm like, okay. And I, you know, I had them. Um, so, but that's not really collecting them. I didn't have a set. I wasn't going out looking for, hey, where can I get more of these? It just, someone gave them to me. I thought they were kind of neat and that was the end of it. So that's that's my first thing. I've, I've sort of changed my mind on non-sports as, as some have seen with my social media. I've really acquired some, you know, grails. I've acquired Billy Joel's Panini sticker. I just acquired Al Pacino's first uh, appearance on any kind of trading card collectible. It's a Spanish released 1976 brand called fans f-a-n-s uh i've got lady gaga's first card yes i'm a you know i'm a, I'm a, a lady gaga fan the truth comes out of it. i've already kind of uh, announced that um i'm trying to think what uh, is, there, is there any truth to the rumor you were going to start tonight's show in an egg <laughs> if anything i'd have a meat suit on before I come out of the neck. Because then I could like put those on the grill. And it's like multi-purpose. Like it could be an outfit and dinner at the same time. The egg is just the prop. And then what do you do with it? Takes up space in the corner of your room. At least the meat suit I could like fire up and we have dinner for like the next three or four, the next three or four days. And I want to give a shout out. One of the reasons I think I've gotten in more non-sports is because I feel like I'm more knowledgeable 
and uh, Chad Darth Brizzo uh, from from Instagram. I really picked his brain on researching a lot of this stuff before I bought it. So uh, you know, without probably some of his guidance, I may have not have jumped in the non-sports pool in in the way I did. So and now I'm looking for more stuff. Uh, there's Christopher Walken's first car, which by the way is a 1953. Get ready, Bowman. That's right, Bowman. Bowman Baseball, but it's not baseball. They did a TV Stars uh, edition in 1953, and uh, he was known as Ronnie Walken then, which is his actual given. His real name is Ronnie Christopher Walken. He then changed it to Christopher. But on this card, it's Ronnie Walken, and he's a 12-year-old kid. And if you didn't know, you, you might not know. Now you know. So I've gotten it. Non-sports is... Non sports is that's my new rap song. If, I was about to say, now you, I know. I'm not sure what I know, but I didn't know it before. Now I know it. Uh, so, so non sports is something I've sort of done a 180 on, and 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 I'm not regretting it. I, I, I honestly wish I did it sooner because some of these cards that I've had to acquire would have been a lot cheaper had I done it sooner, but uh, it's never too late, right? And uh, so that's that's uh, the first one I'm going to talk about uh, on my list. So, uh, what, 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 which one you're going to throw out there uh, for yourself? Um, well, for me, and I and, and I want to make sure I'm clear about this. I've always liked autographs, but I never used to get autographs actually on baseball cards. For some reason, I don't know. I mentally, I didn't like having the autograph on the card um, unless it came from the manufacturer. Um, I've turned to total 180 on that. I love autograph cards now. I, I love people who do TTM. Um, I, I, I absolutely will buy slabbed autograph cards um, and, and thoroughly enjoy them. That is something where I've, I've pulled a full 180. The, you know, I, I think the combination of the appreciation for the card itself plus the athlete and the autograph, um, to me, just is a better package than I used to give it credit for. I think before... I felt it was taken away from the card maybe. And uh, now I feel differently. Now, now I do like the whole package better. And a lot of times I like the autograph card more than maybe a generic autograph baseball. That's not from the time period where, where a player played, you know, having uh, a, a guy from the fifties sign a, a ball with commissioner Sealy on it loses something, but having them sign their actual baseball card uh, is a little bit more personal for me. So that's one where I've pulled a one eighty. Yeah. Yeah. And and so I, I I haven't changed because I don't have a problem with signed baseball cards. But piggybacking off that, Danny, I will say this: back in the day, it was kind of sacrilegious. Now it's like a huge deal, as you very well know. But back in the day, it was sacrilegious to get a rookie card signed. It was almost considered ruining the rookie card. Like you're you're writing on the rookie card if if you grade it. It's going to, you know, get dinged for having pen or Sharpie on it. And now we know that's a big business now is graded uh, signed rookie cards, right? It's huge. It's Absolutely. huge. There's, there's dealers at, at shows that that's all their inventory is. But back in the day, I remember even when I was going to the ballpark to get like autograph card signed, unless it was a rookie that that was the only cards they had. At the moment, I would always go with a second-year card to get signed. So if their rookie 
was 89, I would bring 1990 edition cards. If they if it was 89 and that was all they had, then yes, I would have a rookie card signed. I wonder if that's, you know, you and I collected and, and started young, not too far apart. I wonder if that was a generational thing. Um, and I'd be curious if anybody else uh, who's older than they want to admit uh, grew up thinking you don't sign rookie cards, you don't sign cards as much. Well, I can tell you in the hobby back then, I'm not talking now. So if anyone's yep. listening, remember, we're going back to the 80s here, uh, mid to late 80s. And, we, you know, it was, I'm not saying people didn't do it. It was just sort of frowned upon like, oh, man, don't get your rookie card like written on. And now that's a huge, that's a huge market. Uh, and, and I think rightfully so. It's kind of cool now when you think about it. But back then, right, you know, it's a lot of things when you compare errors to, right? Back then, if you would have told me, you know, 20 years later, 30 years later, you'd be paying someone else to open your packs on screen for you, right, and then have the card sent to you, I would have thought you're crazy. Heck, I didn't even want my friends opening my packs that were mine right next to me. Like, get your own packs, right? Uh, get, get off my lawn. Get off my packs. Buy your own. Or you opened all yours. I just haven't finished opening mine. You opened them too quick. But, and, you know, that same person had spot in the breaks and watched someone else open, you know, packs on screen uh, where, I'm, you know, I might get some of those cards. If you would have told me then that that would have been would be a thing 30 years from now i thought i would have thought you crazy uh another thing i've already changed my mind on is grading itself when grading first came out danny i've said this oh. on my show i thought it was the money grab and a gimmick there's probably some people still would say that for some companies uh, I'm, not, <laughs> yeah, I'm not one of them anymore i've done a complete one eddie but that's not a recent one so that's why i i'm mentioning it but it's not one of my three because it's uh, I've changed uh, 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 quite a bit ago, so that's not a new revelation. But, uh, sure. you know, that's just an example of, of changing your mind. Okay, a little housekeeping here. I want to thank uh, everybody who is tuning in from uh, Fairleigh Dickinson, upsetting Purdue. That's a final. 16 over 1 in the NCAA tournament. We are live uh, every other Friday night. Um, we got a hello from uh, Contender Sports Cards. Uh, evening, fellas. Uh, we also have a hello from a league of her own. Hello. Hello. And, and Hodges. Hodges. Yep. Hello, John and Danny. Hello back at you. And then actually I thought uh, this was an interesting uh, comment. For decades, card designs included a facsimile signature, so apparently designers slash producers of cards thought the cards looked better with an autograph on it. Well, I'm, yeah. I, I'll say I thought some years looked better than others. I, I didn't think it was consistently good or bad. I, I always thought – it, was, it had to do more with the overall aesthetic, but that's a great point. Yeah, that was from Dufex of Life. Yeah, listen, cards are made to get signed, right? I mean, that, 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 that's sort of one of the intents, right? I mean, my, my dad, you know, told me stories back when he was going to Ebbets Field. He would, they would some, sometimes the cards would get a sign, not in the same probably way today where you go to a, a game, right? And the, the autograph hounds, they got like books with the cards or they just pull out a page and it's all that one guy and they hand the guy the book. And a lot of times the player will say, listen, I'm only signing one of these. I got to get to everybody. Right. But they at least try, right. It's a different uh, error when it comes to 
autographs. I mean, back in back in the forties and fifties, autographs were like, "Hey, I, this is my favorite player. This is my favorite team. This is for me." Now we know some. Of, there was no eBay in in you know nineteen fifty six. So well, um, that, it's a different that, era. I was about to say that's called a professional tease. Uh, John, do you have the, anything else on your list of uh, things that have changed your mind? Yeah. So listen, I, you know, love me or don't love me. You know, I'm a straight shooter. I'm an honest guy. And this one might, might shock somebody, right? Most people have heard me talk about PWCC uh, at different times on the show with some of the alleged past discretions and things that happen. Right. And I think I, I, I may have even said, you know, there'll, there'll never be someone I do business with, but I had Jesse Craig on the show about a year and a half ago, two years ago. And, and I've gotten to know him and met him in person, talked to him in person, really good guy. And so I've, I've softened my stance in a couple of weeks ago, as, as you well know, Danny, I made a purchase on a PWCC auction and yeah. I didn't have that. I've only bought one card. I want to, you know, to sound like a lawyer defending myself here. I only bought one card. It was a Griffey uh, hot gloves from back in the, uh, the ultra uh, days. So one of those 90 inserts, tough inserts. And I didn't want to, you know, when only owning one card, I didn't want to deal with all the, the pay to ship it. I didn't, I didn't necessarily need it. It's not a card that's going to go out in my showcase necessarily. So I have a PWC C vault, I guess now. Wow. Uh, this, you didn't even tell with, me that. <laughs> with, oh, this no. one, <laughs> with this one card in it. So listen, nothing's come. I, I'll say this, you know, it's been years since we've heard anything negative, everything else prior. While I may believe it to be some truth where there's, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire, that sort of thing. They've apparently, you know, whether it's scared straight or whatever the case may be, they've cleaned up their act. I haven't heard anything even in the whispers that don't always make it to airwaves. I haven't heard any more negative stuff. And so, uh, you know, the federal, if the feds are not going to charge them and they've cleaned up their act, uh, and and I've gotten to know someone who's very high up there who actually, frankly, was hired after those things apparently or allegedly went down, I'm going to kind of turn the page. And uh, uh, I did buy something on the PWC uh, auction. Uh, you want to read that, John? My eyes. Uh... Yeah, Contender Sports Cards on Instagram. He says, I changed my mind on selling cards raw as opposed to grading them first to resell. Yeah, and listen, I, I'll, I'll, I'll back that. I've, I've sold both point. graded. In raw cards, the only the only bad, uh, I don't want to say bad. Maybe that's not the, the right terminology. The only risk you take with selling a raw card, right? Uh, if it's if it's not in person, obviously, is the old switcherouski, right? You send. I'm just going to make up a card, right? You sell a Steve Garvey rookie that's very good, excellent, and you someone buys it and you send it to them. And they have a beat up Steve Garvey, and they keep yours that you send them, and they they try oh. to tell eBay or whatever selling platform, hey, this is what he sent me. Look at this. This is not the card in the photo, right? And it's what? a way to upgrade their raw card and get it for free, right? And listen, most people don't do that. I'm not 
trying to Uncle say jo- Uncle, Uncle John is not coming over to tell bedtime stories. Yeah, so <laughs> but it has happened. It has yep. happened. It's happened to me. But, but it's you know what? To me once or that, twice that I'm that, sure That's of. exactly why the next one on my list is I like the online marketplaces now for the authentic authenticity guarantee. Does that make you feel any better? Sure, but it, it's not foolproof. Uh, I, I think we've seen one. Sure. We've seen some stories where even the eBay authenticity uh, has authenticated something that turned out not to be the genuine artifact, too. So. It's not 100% foolproof. We've seen, listen, we we all know this, right? We've seen graded card companies grade stuff that wasn't either the real McCoy or turned out to be altered or doctored or trimmed or rolled or viced or whatever uh, that was done to it. Um, we've seen we've seen uh, autograph authenticators. They're they're usually pretty good. Well, we've even seen them, you know, certify something that turned out to be maybe a clubby signature or not even authentic. So it, remember, it, people are human, okay? So let me, let me give that disclaimer too. Mistakes will happen. Nothing is 100% uh, foolproof. And I, I know I mentioned the switcherewski. You know, 99% of people would not do that sort of thing, right? But there is that 1% that's out there that if you cross paths, that's where you could get burnt on a raw transaction. I sell raw cards too. Uh, contender sports. So I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong or it can't be done. I I do it, but I'm saying that's the risk you're you're willing to take when when you do that. But I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you and say it's come so far in the last couple of years that I now feel much more comfortable that I have some sort of uh, support behind me. I remember when when PayPal dictated, you know, every eBay transaction, you know, you could just void it on PayPal. And as a seller, you'd really be, really be screwed. And I, and that didn't make me feel comfortable in either direction. Um, and I, I didn't feel good as a buyer and I didn't feel good as a seller. So one of the changes for me, one of the things that has changed my mind is I will now buy much more comfortably uh, on online marketplaces that offer some sort of confidence the quality of the images have gotten so much better. I think some of this is the technology. I mean, you know, when you and I were doing shows, I mean, you know, there was barely an internet, much less a high resolution image um, that that you could call up quickly. So that's something I've definitely changed my mind on. And even though I go to as many card shows as I can, as many, you know, card shops as I can, the vast majority of my transactions are still online. Yeah, and one one pro tip too, when taking pictures of your cards, folks, leave your feet out of it. They have nothing to do with the player depicted on the card. And believe me, it's not enhancing uh, how good your card is or, or isn't. Unless you're selling a Rex Ryan, in the, in which case. <laughs> Rex Ryan. Who knew we were talking about Rex Ryan tonight? That, but you know what? I, from a Baltimore Ravens fan, I, I'm, I'm not uh, – you know, <laughs> <laughs> All right, another good one from uh, Contender Sports Cards. Uh, changed my mind on reputable group submitters as well. Used to think that used to think some of them switched out the grades, but hasn't been the case to this point. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Just uh, you know, having somebody you trust and having that relationship, I, I, I think I think absolutely does that. And then uh, Brendan Ryan, PWCC, BBC. 
E, excuse me, a lot of letters there, just to name a few acronyms that have, uh, that have shady dealings and are probably counting on people forgetting about the past. Golden has made a career of it. Well, I th- <laughs> I'm laughing because uh, he hit, he hit like the trifecta of doom right there, you know, with Golden, PWCC, yep. and B. I don't know who, I don't think anyone got left out there. I think that was like, that was like the Billy Joe. We didn't start to fire like the whole history. <laughs> just burned down the like whole, the burned down the whole hobby with that one. <laughs> no, and, he, and Brendan's right, right? You know, listen, I I bought a card up, Peter. Like, you know, I'm man enough to say, hey, I I I crossed that line, right? I I moonlight grammed it, right? Remember a few of the dreams when you you can't go back, you cross that line, and it's uh, it's over. So I did that with uh, PWCC. I've never won a golden auction. Um, I think when I was trying to get my leaf Jackie, I did bid on a few there. Uh, but uh, didn't win it there. And be don't get me started with BBCE. Uh, that's uh, I just when you when you make some of the mistakes they have, it's you know I just don't know. You know it's it's sort of uh, I guess a crapshoot. You know like what is I and I have some boxes, Danny. I have some boxes over there sure. that are wrapped by BBCE. So I'm not being a hypocrite here. Like does that wrapping and certification mean what it used to? Now no. the boxes I have are not I, I, I just dollars or, or six-figure no. boxes. Yeah, you know, but <laughs> but you know, I mean, what you know, uh, I don't know. It's just a, a definitely the egg on their face more than once. So, but, but you're right. I, I, I agree. But you're 100% right. I mean, part of this is reputation for every company. But, you know, like you said before, everybody's made mistakes. So the question is, is how many mistakes, what kind of mistakes, and how do you handle the mistake when it happens? And I think that's really what we're talking about. Like you said, PWCC, when they left eBay, um, you had a lot of new management really came in. And, and, and you know, listen, I, I, Jesse Craig sat down with you and, and took a lot of questions head on you know, directly about the situation. So... Um, and I know what wasn't just with you, you know, he, he's been consistent about that. Um, and for full disclosure, I was more comfortable with PWCC uh, before you were. And for even more full disclosure, you have lost more PWCC auctions in the last couple of weeks than, than I realized. So yeah. uh, you, you've really got the hang of, you've really got the hang on bidding. You know, we got to get you well, more yeah. wins. <laughs> Listen. Well, what do we know about the hobby, right? Uh, for for the most part, right? We have short term memory, right? A big story breaks and it catches fire, and for a week, it's all content. Myself included, I'm not picking on, right? All the content creators are are doing shows and and content and features about it, and then like the next week, it sort of dies down and it just kind of fades away. And we almost, not necessarily me. But we almost forget it happened, right? And I think one of the reasons that happens, Danny, in the hobby is just we have so many new people coming in that unless the story happens when you're in the hobby, I don't think a lot of new hobbyists go back and look at the history of the hobby. They're concerned with from the time they get in and then forward. And even the ones that are in the hobby, like it's news and then it's slowly out of sight, out of mind. Right. And I think that's just the way the hobby is. And unless there's ever like a rest or something really, really just 
you know, mind-blowing, terrible, right? I mean, look what yep. you know, BBCE is a great example. They've swung and missed badly on, like, national, in a sense, national TV. And yet people are still... G.I. Joe will be synonymous with them forever. Yeah. And it, they're a meme now. They're, they've become a meme of themselves. Yet people will still send boxes well, there to, or packs to get certified, right? And they, I and don't they think still have some of the best. Hurt that much. Well, I was about to say they still have a great selection of stuff to, to buy that almost nobody else carries. And they're still going to be set up at the national. And they're yep. still going to have a lot of people around their table. They're still going to sell product. They're still going to get submissions. So, but I think different? until we get a hobby where we hold people truly accountable, this is you know this is what the the way the hobby is going to be. But is it different if they change management teams? Because I'm willing to give a lot more leeway if you have new people in place that that are trying to make it right. That that you, I don't necessarily. I guess hold. you know, but I I could take the other side of that coin, Danny, and say the new management team is in place to say, hey, we didn't have nothing nothing to see here. We weren't here. We're turning the page. We we got new protocols. You know. Uh, won't happen. It, it didn't happen the first time, and it's never going to happen again. You know, yep. so um, I could take that side of the coin. But it, yeah, it takes some of the heat off. You know, do uh, do facts of life said Geraldo, Geraldo still gets Geraldo, Geraldo, Geraldo. Well, listen, he still. I haven't <laughs> seen him much lately, so I don't know how much work he's I been think, uh, I, getting. I think, he's, I think he's in the vault himself right now. Yeah, I, like I'm not saying he isn't working. But he's nowhere in prime time like he he used to be, and, and I got Geraldo mixed up with Geraldo uh, Rico Suave from MTV days. Ooh, that was nice call, the Rico, nice call on the Rico Suave. <laughs> the, if you don't know, look up Gerald Gerardo on YouTube. Uh, if you're not old enough to remember him. And while you're at it, look up Right Said Fred. I'm too sexy. Just because if you're on YouTube, you might as well check it out. <laughs> okay, so so we're at we're we're at uh, uh, here. The, the new management at BGS hasn't seemed to change anything. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I, I'm just gonna leave. I'm just gonna leave that at. Uh, let's see where the let's see where the hobby is after the Mint Collective. I, I think a lot of companies. Uh, yeah, there's gonna be a lot of announcements. Interest. People are people are saving up some of the stuff they've already made decisions on for that event, and that's become you know I've never been. Yeah, at this point, but that's become sort of, you know, kind of like a mini national uh, and with a lot of corporate, a lot of networking and a lot of announcements uh, during during that event. Well, I, I am. Well, I was looking forward to going. I don't have airfare right now, so uh, I've got a GoFundMe page uh, if anybody wants to send me to Vegas. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, do you have anything else on your list? Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll go through it quick. I know we're we're yeah. running up again. We're we're having too much fun tonight, uh, uh, and we kind of touch on it, right? Card shows, and please, what I'm about to say, don't take it. I love a card show as much as the next guy. I'm set up Sunday at the fairgrounds, uh, and and I do you know about six to eight card shows a year as a dealer, and I go to others as a consumer. But back in the day, I used to go to card shows. I used to travel and go to, and this was before the boom of card shows that we know it today. I was almost every weekend uh, at a card show. And the older I get, and I was younger and more spry and, and 
and could take the travel and 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 not miss a beat, right? Uh, it was and it was before my son was born. My son's now twenty three, so it's not like he's preventing me from going. Um, but I don't enjoy that grind. I'll just say it like that, Danny. I don't enjoy the grind of going to a card show every weekend. You see these contact and God bless them. God bless them. I'm not saying they're bad, they're wrong, or I'm right. I just can't keep up with traveling the country at a car show. I, I enjoy my weekends too much. And whether that's, you know, doing something with my wife or just taking a nap on a Saturday or just watching sports or the first 48 marathon or whatever it is, I'm, you know, sometimes I have, I like having a weekend where I've got no plans. It's just whatever that comes up or I want to do. So I don't want to go to shows I don't want to travel the country and go to show. So that's where I've changed, uh, you know, in probably the last few years where uh, I just don't have any interest in going to a show uh, every weekend. And even doing the shows I do, you know, I feel it more than I've ever had. Like the day after the show, I'm a little beat up and sore. I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting old. I'm past my prime. Uh, and uh, so I, I give credit to those, those, whether you're a content creator, creator, or just going around buying or selling, or a dealer. I know. Yep. Yeah, you you travel more for shows than I do. I just don't have it in me. Uh, I couldn't do it. The only way I could do that again, it literally would have to be my job. And that's what you know. When I did that, when I mentioned that time, I did that. I was full time in the hobby when I was doing that. I'm not now. Um, I sort of don't want to be. I, I never rule. I never say never. Um, but I don't, you know, I, I don't want to be somewhere else every weekend. I want to be home sometimes. Well, as somebody who works full-time in the hobby, I'll pretend not to be insulted by that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, I, Shots I, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that, that's an offline joke, kids. Um, so I enjoy going to shows even for my downtime. So maybe that makes me a total card nerd but if i wasn't working i would still look for card shows and as you know i, I go to card shops every city i'm in I, i'm dealing with some family uh travel right now and uh and any minute i can get to a shop i try to hit as many you know local card shops as possible so for me even on my downtime um i would be doing that anyway so you know you and i are a little bit different there i i i i get energized walking into a show now i don't set up as a dealer and that's the difference you know it's a, it's a whole different type of work you know setting up as a dealer is a is a long day um or or mo multiple long days hello everyone collector stream uh, and so i don't know that i could do the setup the breakdown you know and work the table myself all day or much less a multi-day show. So there is a difference there, but I can go to, uh, I'll go to as many shows as I can get to. Plus I don't like, listen, I don't like to drive like I used to. Like I, I used to drive like four or five, six hours straight. Don't even stop to use the restroom or, or get a drink and just go. I can't do that anymore, man. I get, again, I'm past my prime when it comes to certain things, right? Hour and a half, two hours. Uh, you know, I'm like, hey, who's who's taking over? There's no one else in the car. I'm like, uh-oh. You know, it's a trip I'm making by myself without my wife. So, you know, uh, 
I, I just don't have that stamina for, for driving, for traveling, uh, you know, like I used to. Uh, but I will say this. I can give all the details. I am going out of state for a show in April. Details, details to come. Yep. And uh, as you know, I'm in the middle of uh, driving five or six hours every day right now. Uh, so, so I'm getting to the place where I'm starting to feel it a little bit. But, you know, I will give a shout out to New Balance uh, if they want to send me uh, free sneakers. Uh, I, I now carry multiple New Balances for every, every trip and every show. So maybe that's uh, my age. Um, all right, before we move on, uh, anything else? I know we, we could probably list 100 things because I think we adapt pr more or less pretty well. Yeah, no, that's the, those were the three things, you know, that at least are fairly recent. Uh, I mean, we could we went back in the archives, like you said, we could do two hours, but uh, we, we, we kept it to just sort of recent changes of heart. So. Well, then I think it's time we tell people that they should be checking out waxstat.com for the hobby's best wax pricing information, and they really are fantastic. And, of course, download the Center Stage HQ app from the App Store or iOS and Android. Um, it, it, it could not be easier. Place your phone over the card, scan, get the price, and they now include a lot of graded cards as well. And uh, our favorite, as always... Um, Experience, quality, consistency, and the quickest turnaround times in the grading industry, we are proud to partner with SGC Grading. Check them out at www.gosgc.com. Now, I'm going to cut you off here because you usually speak up. because I, I am. I was going to say something. I know, but I need to give a shout out because I'm in the middle of my personal, uh, my personal podcast of doing a comparison between a couple grading companies and the turnaround times. And uh, without ruining the whole show, I will say SGC uh, has blown away um, in the turnaround time. So as, as more of a neutral uh, observer and somebody who's running a, a you know, double-blind study, uh, it, it, it is truly a quicker turnaround time. Yeah, and, and a shameless plug, I mentioned the show I'll be at Sunday, which is at the New York State Fairgrounds. It's called the Collector's Fest. I will have a table there in on behalf of SGC taking those subs. And you you could probably expect that if you sub at that show, probably the next week or the early the following week, those very same cards will be back in our hands uh, graded by SGC. They are super fast. The last bulk sub I sent was 200-something cards. Uh, I sent it on a Monday, and it was back. Uh, you know, I sent it on Monday, and it was back here the following Wednesday. So nine days, nine days total from shipping to shipping, graded in full. So I don't, I don't think anyone's beating that. No, no one's beating that with the reputation uh, behind it as well. So, uh, you know, that's all I, that's all I have to say. Which means it is time for welcome to the failure segment, where John and Danny share their picks, sure to go wrong. And what else could we be talking about this week but our final four <laughs> predictions? So uh, as we sit here, um, and, and, I, and I, I was getting ready to come on tonight and tell everybody, Purdue, all the way, baby. Uh, yeah, we were going to ride those Boilermakers uh, like nobody's business. Well, uh, they're upset tonight. So 
Um, I do have my real final four. Uh, should we take turns? How do you want to do this? Or should I just read mine here? Uh, let's do this. Let's listen. First off, please, please do not take anything we're about to say to <laughs> DraftKings, to your betting app of choice, FanDuel, your bookie, the local casino where you put. Do not. We're not responsible. I will tell you of all years. This is the year I followed college basketball the least. I'm usually fairly up on it. I I self admit for whatever reason, maybe it was because Syracuse played so, so poorly this year that uh, Jim Bayheim had to retire. I'm not a Jim Bayheim fan. He should have retired ten years ago. But it took a really bad Syracuse year for it to happen. Uh, I kind of like checked out of following college basketball. Um, I still know a little bit, but don't put any money on what I'm about to say. What I would do, Danny, is give two at a time. You give two, I'll give two, you give your last two. Okay. Well, first of all, let me correct you. Jim Beheim retired two or three years ago. Nobody told him. He was just asleep in the chair the whole time. (laughs) He's the Joe Paterno of of this. Exactly. Okay. So for, uh, we'll call it uh, the right side of the bracket here, I have... Houston and Kansas. I'm chalk on the on my right side there, so I know that's going to be unexciting. Uh, but I heard a great stat this year, uh, and then you kind of actually said it was the favorites were the uh, the least favored favorites um, since the field of 64 came out. So it was the highest odds against winning uh, for the favorites since the field of 64 uh, in the tournament. So that just shows you it, this year is really open for anybody. Well, look how many upsets we've had already, and it's like almost like literally the first weekend. It is crazy, you know. Every year it seems like there's somebody that like gets it right on the on the uh, brackets, like aces it. I I don't know if that's this might be the year no one no one aces uh, the whole thing. But I got two different teams than than you, and they're both from the same state. And again, probably sh- pick sure to go wrong. But sorry, Texas and Baylor. <laughs> But that's who I, I got, Texas uh, and Baylor. I believe that's the same side uh, of the bracket. So, Well, I think the sides are made up by whichever company does the thing, so maybe I shouldn't have said the right side. That was probably terrible. But I, <laughs> I did have Baylor also. I did not have Texas. I had Marquette. So um, may, maybe that's a, you know just showing my age when Marquette was a real powerhouse or if you were a Dwayne Wade fan, but I, I, I like Baylor and Marquette to round out my final four. And my last two, and I know, I, you know, I know coach K's not there anymore, uh, but uh, I like Duke. I know they're the fifth seed. I know they're not, you know, traditionally viewed right now, what they, you know, or they're not viewed right now, what they're traditionally viewed as when they're in this tournament. But again, there's there's this, it, this tournament is so wide open that sort of a, an average Duke team could could make the Final Four. So they they're my my third team, and then this team at some point this team's going to win one, right? We, they're they're you know mid major, but they're always there, highly successful. They just can't get over that final hump. It could be could this be the year? I got them in my Final Four, which they're not strangers to before. And that's Gonzaga. So I got Gonzaga, Texas, Baylor, and Duke. I think I like yours better now that I've heard them. 
So and listen, this is the year I've I've watched the the least amount. Uh, maybe that's the trend. I don't. Know. I was about to say that's the that's the problem. Maybe with, that's, with, with, maybe with that's the, the answer. All right. Well, then we're not going to put any money on this. This will just be a handshake. Yeah. Um, I I live I live in a legal gambling state, so it's okay to talk. Yeah, about. I do too now. So yeah, exactly. All right. Well, we've gone a little bit over, but this was uh, too much fun not to. Um, and guys, please remember: do not take our picks seriously. Yeah, but if you do and you win some money, uh, email us and we'll send you our PayPal addresses. A hundred percent legitimate. John, say <laughs> say goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs>